All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the We're Talking Football podcast. I'm Weston. With me this evening is our resident intro expert putting you on the spot, Mr. Lou Garini. Lou, that's what you're going to give us tonight? <laughs> there it is. There it is. I was like, did my screen freeze and I put him on the spot and nobody has any idea what he's doing? Uh, pleasure to be chatting with you, dude. Here we are. We have survived the doldrum week of nothing going on but the Pro Bowl, and I always said we will not talk about the Pro Bowl uh, no, here on the We're we Talking not, Football podcast. The first, the first rule of We're Talking Football is we don't talk about the Pro Bowl. The game. Yes. Or the games, I should say, this yeah. week leading into it. I don't Although understand it, why – real quick, why don't they just – they got to do the quarterback competition like they did back in the day. I want to see Herbert, Allen, Rogers. I want to see who's the yeah. biggest, baddest arm. Uh, I, I think we'll so get simple. it, man. I think, I think they. I think here we are saying we won't talk about the Pro Bowl, but yet here oh, we go. Man. We'll talk about Pro Bowl weekend real fast. And the mere fact that, like, listen, there was a lot more buzz around it than there's been in 15 years, right? <laughs> like in terms of just like skill competitions and things and just fun versus like a game like dude how great was it to watch Jalen Ramsey light up Tyreek Hill like in a in a flag game right like and just the commentary round and they're having doing, fun doing God's work you know just out there having a good time but I agree with you with the specifically the the long ball competition from the uh, quarterbacks or even like the points with the moving targets yep you know and like I know they kind of had that but look who was playing yeah. Right, yeah. Huntley, are you kidding? All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, but let's let's talk about where this is derived from. You like I probably saw the video that everybody saw across social media where they did a throwback where it was like Drew Bledsoe, um, Boomer Siasen, Boomer, uh, Marino, uh, Jim Harbaugh throwing one, yeah. and Jim Harbaugh hit like sixty something yards, and he's like, "That's good for me." Like he's freaking yeah. out. Like, yeah, hey, that's yeah. a good throw, and it's like, "That's fun, man." Let these guys just air it out. Like they're not hurting their arms. Like let them just take one shot at it and see how it goes. But nonetheless, we survived that week. We have survived media day, or like the initial media day, which is I don't know about you, is my least favorite. I get it. Not a fan of the pop and circumstance. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of like, hey, Andy Reid, who's your favorite hip hop artist of all time? Like, yeah, doesn't matter, you know. Like, I don't, I don't care. Um, yeah, I, I do, I, was... I do like that for Media Row and for like the media couple days. I do love that a lot of people can get in there. Mm-hmm. And when I say a lot of people, I mean at least those who are like sports minded, right? Like conduct, you know guys like us right sitting on our our couch mondays through friday like every once in a while we want to get together and do a podcast like they can get credentialed they can get out there they can sneak in they can grind they can hustle what i have zero tolerance for is the people that get media credentials that literally don't want to ask like football related questions and don't are you are you, are you relating to like bar, are you referring to barstool like uh type of stuff not necessarily barstool because they've always had that stick, you know what I mean? Like that's always been their thing. But like, dude, there's just there's just people out there. And again, I didn't I didn't really tune in because I've been tuning that out for the last couple of years because it doesn't interest me. But just like I don't know, Perez Hilton and showing up at Super Bowl asking like what their fashion state like who fucking cares? Like honestly. You're sound you sound like an old man. I'm a boomer, dude. I'm I'm admitted, like listen, like I get that you should have fun, and I get that Super Bowl 
is all about the week for the family and the friends and everybody bring in. And I don't want to take any of that away. These guys all earned it and deserve to be there. But like, can we still keep it about ball? You know what I mean? In, in yeah. most capacities, it's just like, I don't know, man. It well, when they feels respond, like selling though, man, out. it's just like about a bunch of sound bites. Cause when they respond, it's always these like corn, like it's just, it's just like these PC type of responses that like you can, that they just answer. And so it's such a generic term, like, you know, you know, who, who's your role, you know, role model growing up or, yeah. or, or, or so it's like, who do you model your game after? It's like these games, it's just this, there's seldom there's ever any sizzle to the res- to the responses, uh, and when you do, it, 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 that would make it enjoyable. You don't have these brash players like talking like Eagles talking shit to about like the the Chiefs and vice versa. It, it's just it's just so coordinated the responses and yeah. PC or like uh, generic, not to throw like any you know lighter on the on the uh, light, lighter fluid on the flame there. So. Yeah, you know, um, I agree. And to be expected, right? Like, I, I like a lot of layup questions, right? Like, yeah, is that this would have been fun back in the day, like with Lawrence Taylor. Like, where the hell is this guy gonna say, Lawrence? Who do you get your blow from? Well, I can't <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> you, know I mean? you, you meet me after the show. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I grow it, motherfucker. Uh, but, uh, I don't get strokes. Yeah, I yeah. give them. <laughs> yeah, like, or do you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, what people who. Yeah. You don't have that anymore, though. It's like you yeah. know because it's so like frowned upon to be like that. Where's yeah, the Marshawns when you need them? I'm just here so I don't get yeah, fined. Exactly. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Did you hear our boy Aponte ask Kelsey to rank? He rattled off like four tight ends names and asked him to rank him. And Kelsey's like, I ain't ranking nobody. I got in trouble for that. That's about ball. It's relevant to his position, but there's still some humor and jest in it. Where even like. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a very unique individual, right? Like he's one of the ones that is probably always a really good soundbite, no matter what you're talking to him about, because he's just out there having fun, right? Um, But nonetheless, we're a couple days away from Super Bowl 57. I think I have that right, if I got my Roman numerals right. Uh, I can't read. Yeah. (laughs) Roman numerals. Roman numerals. Roman numeral LV. One one, <laughs> I I <laughs> whatever that equates to, that's what Super Bowl we're at. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Who's the home team? Chiefs, Eagles. I think it's the Chiefs. Well, the Eagles got to the, choose jerseys. They did. I thought the Chiefs did. No, that Eagles... that boy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, He'll get back uh, to us. He's having audio issues. Yeah. <laughs> Nor does it matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, I I think the Eagles had choice of jersey because I remember somebody posting something about how they chose the wrong jersey because over the last X number of years, the team that wore the white jersey has won 83% of the time. Yeah, but the Chiefs are wearing the white jersey. But I don't know if they got to choose that. Okay, well, whatever. I think it's the Chiefs, the home team, and the reason being, it's uh, at State Farm Stadium, right, and out there in Arizona. Yeah. And Huda and Huda is Patrick Mahomes, who's the one's biggest, um, the biggest uh, sponsor for uh, State Farm. Patrick Mahomes. So I yep. think it's. The, I would have to say it's the Chiefs. I think it's the Eagles, bro. Interesting. Oh, let's let's Google home team Super Bowl. Roman numeral. And as you're, as you're doing that, uh, I will let our our listeners 
know that this has not been scripted whatsoever. This is this whole episode is off the cuff, no preparation, you know, done in this. Yeah, no, none whatsoever. Uh, Cruz Eagles will play Super Bowl for the meanwhile, the FC champ Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, third appearance, don't care, just want to know who the home team is. It's going bleachery for it, see who's on the bottom. Well, th- that's why I'm Googling because <laughs> uh, the Eagles were on the bottom. That's uh, the Eagles, then. It is the Eagles. The reason the Eagles are the home team. There you go. Philadelphia Eagles. So they made the choice of jersey selections, and they chose their greens versus the whites. We'll see if it comes back to haunt them. I can tell you yes. this. The last team that wore the whites and lost in the Super Bowl was the San Francisco 49ers. Um, that being said, Lou, let's real quick, we're going to talk about the, the game. We're going to give our perspective on the game, and then ultimately – uh, predict winners, obviously, or predict the winner, and maybe a little bit around like some X factor sleeper players in this game that you think will have a, a bigger impact than anticipated, etc. So, I don't know. I want to kick it to you just because the Kansas City Chiefs are playing. I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are a team that you hate more than a lot of other teams, given division rival. So. I don't know. I'm just interested to hear your perspective on the game first. It's just you have one. Of the, you have the best player for, for me. Um, not trying to like get into predictions or anything like that. The Kansas City Chiefs have the best coach and best player uh, in the NFL, and it's hard to really overlook that. And they're really in lockstep with it when it comes to creating what they want to do on the field. And they're a fantastic organization. Um, it's going to be hard for, for me. I personally believe that um, giving Andy Reed, Andy Reed two weeks to, you know, to game plan is going to be hard to overcome. And you have to understand, I think Andy Reed comes off as this jovial guy, but he has this cutthroat mentality. He's, you don't think he's going to want to take it to the Eagles, his former employer, right? That said he was washed up, but he can never win the big one. Um these are all the narratives I'm looking for. I'm looking for the Kansas City, on the Kansas City uh, sideline right there, um, and then all, everything they have heard for, heard about come this offseason, how they're not going to be the same team with Tyreek Hill. They're not going to win their own division. They're a division of death. Uh, everyone was falling in love with the Buffalo Bills. Everyone was making excuses not to believe in the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, not saying that the that they're the underdog type of stuff. Yeah, but. A lot of other, you know, media pundits and fans were more enamored with the new shiny things, the Mike McDaniel Dolphins, like I said, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, and they kind of forgot about the Chiefs. I feel like this year, until the Chiefs started showing, you know, they just do what they do is all they do is win games with the best quarterback in the league, the best player in the league, and the best coach in the league. So it's going to be. That's from their mentality, I think. Um, you know where they're coming from. This, you know, from, from the Super Bowl, uh, because they, they do have. I think there's a little bitterness in them uh, because of all those narratives I just aforementioned. So, yeah, I, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to the prediction portion of of this show. When I look at this game on paper. I can't help but feel like the Philadelphia Eagles on paper just have a more talented team across the board, right? Yeah, but we said that, huh? But we said that yeah, about yeah. the Bengals too. Yep. I literally said the Bengals are the better team, but yep. I'm, I'm setting that, myself up yeah, to yeah. agree with you in this instance, right? Okay. So I do want to come out and say, like, 
listen, the Philadelphia Eagles deserve to be in this game. We can mock and joke the path that they had here, but you still have to win those games, right? Like I always talk about how I think strength of schedule is the biggest joke statistic in the entire world. Um, because you can only play who you, you have to play. And this is still the NFL. We still operate under the enti- the same salary cap, right? Like, but what makes the difference? Coaching, 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 coaching. I think, I, and this is where I agree with you. I think the Philadelphia Eagles position by position group far, far more talented, not just more talented. I find them to be far more talented, but when I look at these big games, two weeks going in, all the emotions that run through a player in this week of like, I we are in the Super Bowl, and this week of like just chaos, right? Like there ain't much practice getting done this week. It was all done last week. Now it's mm-hmm. like enjoy your time here, et cetera. What, what coach is going to have their team more prepared because I've been here. I've done this. I know what it's like to win these things. I know what it's like to lose these things. Like knows where to focus, and it's going to come down to I agree. The best coach on the field, in my opinion, is Andy Reid. The best overall player on this field, when fully healthy, is Patrick Mahomes. It's not even in, you know, a, a question. I just think that experience that those two have lends itself really, really well for this game. And I think that's the thing that people are, as much as he is praised, like if you're the opposing team, it's, it's kind of easy to walk into this game feeling really confident. But the one thing that they have to account for that they haven't had to account for at all this season is playing somebody like Patrick Mahomes. And it's just yeah. different. It's just and different. Think- it, it don't look the same as it does on tape. I don't care how much you – like when it's in the game, it's just different. And now, yeah, so I'm, this is where my bias comes in. And this is going to uh, – because I personally think the AFC is a better conference – uh, no question. There's no question conference. about that. Yeah. From an enjoyability standpoint, and also from a team standpoint, I feel like there's better teams, top to bottom, than there are in the in the NFC conference, right? So um, I always are going to side with a, you know an AFC team, uh, you know when when the two, when these top when the top two teams in each conference uh, play. Now this game is giving me a lot of vibes of Super Bowl L I I I. Uh, now, if you don't that would know, be that, 53, right? 53, I think, if I got my I don't know. Right. I, I don't know, but I just wanted to. And for those who don't know who played in Super Bowl LIII, it was the Los Angeles Rams and that potent offense with that up and coming uh, coaching staff with McVeigh against the New England Patriots and a team that was good, but on paper, they probably were not as enamored people were not as enamored with the Patriots team versus what the, all the offensive weapons and defensive weapons that the Rams had. Right. And what happened that game, the the better team didn't win. Like you, like you said before, the better coach team won and McVay really showed his, um, his uh, what's the word I'm looking for. His His experience, uh, you know, in that, in that big time game. So. That was one of the most boring Super Bowls I've ever watched in my entire life, dude. A 13 to 3 like Super Bowl. Um, I remember this. Be- and the reason why I remember this game so well is we actually got my son baptized that morning. And I threw not only a baptism party at our house, but continued that into a Super Bowl party as well. 
all day and i just remember like i dude i remember barely even watch like watching but more watching out of like the corner of my eye while i'm like socializing and talking to everybody in the house like i'm always gonna watch football when it's on but 13 to 3 and you're right like that was student student versus teacher right like i mean it was literally belichick has been there done that now, able now to take people, that game away you know people would say well you know, Patriots have a fantastic defense. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to shut down the Eagles. No, 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 no. I just think, you know, it might be the reverse of that game from an offensive standpoint. So I'm not saying that Andy Reid is going to figure a way to shut down that Eagles offense. I think maybe Andy Reid will find ways to put the Eagles' uh, defense in conflict. Yeah, you know what, man? I can't help but think – so, again, when I look at, like – Philadelphia's coaching staff in this instance. There's a lot of youth there. There is a lot of inexperience. Listen, they Kansas they, City's they, coaching staff, and there's a lot of experience in Spagnola, Bienemy, Reed. Like these guys have been there. They've done that. They understand what it means to like this is one game. It's not a seven-game series. And I just can't help but like tilt the scales. Like, I do think Kansas City. It specifically, like they're gonna find ways to take one, like one element completely away. I don't know what that element's gonna be yet, right? Do they take the passing game completely away, or do they commit everything they do to get that RPO just clogged up and stopped, and and make Jalen Hurts figure out how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs by just slinging the rock 30, 35 times in a game? And I don't know if he can do it. See, I, I think know. you're look. I think you're looking at it from the wrong aspect here. Uh, I would not be focused on Kansas City's defense. To I am honed in on their defense right now. I understand, and I I was favorable against their matchup against Cincinnati, right? Because I'm like, I think they're going to bring a lot of pressure because of Cincinnati's uh, banged offensive line, banged up offensive line. But you know, that being said, um, I think this game is going to be fun. But I I predict fun, uh, and what I mean by that. What's Usually, your prediction? Pain. <laughs> Pain. So what I mean by that, I think this is there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. So that is that is my, that is my prediction, um, because Philadelphia, they're just too good. Their players are too good, in particular on the offensive side of the ball. Offensive line, there's no weakness. You got a tight end. You got two great receivers, a stable of running backs they can throw at you, and then if those running backs they keep them healthy too, and they keep they how they keep them clean is because Jalen Hurts can run too. So it's not. I don't really think it's a complicated scheme. It's just their players are better than a lot of other defenses they play against. Yeah. So you don't have to you don't have to be complicated when you're better than your opponent. You just got so, you just got to show off, you know, your impressive skills. You know, man, I look at this game and I say to myself, like, two high-powered offenses, right? Which usually means everybody's talking about the shootout that's to come, and then it always ends up being six-three. Yeah, a D, a thirteen-three, right? No, <laughs> like, uh, no. it won't uh, be that. It won't be that. Um. God willing, it won't be that. But, you know, I, I think Vegas has got the over-under at 51. It's not a lot of points. I mean, that's 25 uh, a piece, 25 and a half a piece, right? Always, uh, always bet the over. 
I don't know. I would bet the over on this one. I'm also, by the way, I'm awful at gambling. So um, take it for what it is. Uh, I'm uh, like, uh, what's his name from, um, was it Bronx Tale? Mush, was it Mushmouth or something? Mush, Mush, Mush. I don't want his face. (laughs) But my knee just Frankie Coffee Cakes, no good. Frankie Coffee Cakes, no good. (laughs) So take it for what it is. But um, if I did gamble, I would bet the over. All right. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, all right. So, Lou, when you think we, about this game, go ahead. Yeah. What are you going to say? I, I was going to say, we talked about from a Chiefs standpoint. What about the Eagles? Got to come out and run the ball. Just got to run the ball. Um, th- I think their formula that you saw last week or two weeks ago with the 49ers, albeit different circumstances. I think if they want to win this game, the way you win this game is you keep Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense off off the field. How do you do that? You get time of possession. How do you control the time of possession? 40 rushing attempts. Between Hertz, Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Boston mm-hmm. Scott, it's got to, I, you got to see 40 rushing attempts. I, I just think I just can't help but feel, even though I know he's played in at the collegiate level, big games like this, Jalen Hurts, it's a lot. It's a lot to put on a young a young QB in the when you frame it as you need to go against Patrick Mahomes. You need to match Patrick Mahomes. They just dude, if they don't have 150 plus rushing yards this game, they don't win the football game. That's my extra question. If Kansas City gets out to a fast a fast uh, start, let's say 21-7. Philadelphia's in trouble. You you, you think Hurts they're in a lot of trouble. You think you think but hold on, I understand they're in trouble. But you think Hertz has it in him from a passing standpoint to get them back to a competitive then? I do. I think he's capable, right? I, 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 I'm going out there. I'm, I'm not. I'm not one of these guys that's saying like Jalen Hurts is a facade. He's a fugazi. He's not. Like he's a good football player and he's very talented. But I think what stacks the chips against him is when I talk about the experience on the coaching staff from the Kansas City Chiefs saying that you are now essentially making this team one a little bit more one-dimensional. Now, the only difference is the way that their offense is built, here's my caveat, is that they're still kind of built to be able to run the football even while behind. Two possessions, like not a big concern, right? They can break a chunk. An RPO is designed to get chunk yards. It's not designed to get three, three and a half yards of carry, mm-hmm. right? So they can still move the ball at a rapid pace, running running the football effectively. But I do believe if I'm Nick Sirianni, I don't want this game to be just left up to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you from a standpoint where you're saying about they can still run the ball if they're behind. It's imperative, though, from that coaching standpoint with the Eagles to make sure if they do get behind, not to abandon the run. So many times do coaches freak out and abandon the run if they're down 14 points or so. Well, this is (laughs) – dude, we're going to say a lot of points, and we're always going to come back to this point. And the point is the experience of the coaching staff. Inexperienced coaching staff will panic, right? Same scenario. I'm down 21-7. I got to get that back quick. Right, even if it's still in the first half, like two possessions going into the second half of a football game is not really that big of a deal. Like it's really not. Like you, I've, hey, I've seen it firsthand. 
I know. You, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have to have one impressive drive on offense. You have to have one good stop on defense. Those and, things and, can happen. And then you have a chance. Yeah. From, and then you have a chance. An experienced coach say, I got to make that up quick. Like, if Andy Reid was down 21-7, you would not – there's no panic from that dude. Like, there's yeah. just – he's seen it all. He's done it all. And we always talk about this is the sport that coaching matters the most. Mm-hmm. And in these big games, give me the guys with experience all day long, man, that just understand here they talk about every playoff game, right? Oh, so and so is overthrowing. Oh, they're just they're pumped up. They're juiced. It's it's the playoffs. It's yada 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 yada. Like that that shit happens. We know that. You know the one spot you really don't want that to happen on the sidelines. It's well, it's, it's in, on the sidelines, but in the Super Bowl, right? Like, who's gonna have? Like, I know coaches aren't out there playing, right? But who are the coaches? who have the wherewithal to sit there and speak to their, their players regularly. Like, mm-hmm. look, this is just another game. Don't overplay. Don't overthink it. Don't, da-da-da. you know what I mean? Like this, it's still business as usual. We do nothing different than what we've done to prepare for every game this season, just because it's the Super Bowl. Where some coaches like first time in a Super Bowl, etc., they might be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, we're in the Super Bowl." You know what I mean? Like almost celebrating before the before the job's handled. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying the Eagles are doing that. I'm not saying that at all. Like, I am not. I'm not bad mouthing the Philadelphia Eagles. I am not trashing their coaching staff by any means. I think they are very well deserving of being where they are at this point. I'm just saying, push comes to shove. Show me the t- show me the sideline that has the most experience, and I'll show you the players that are probably the most prepared. That's my take. That's my take. Um, Lou, when you think about this game, give me one player from each team that you think is the different quote unquote X factor, right? That you think is the difference maker in this game. Should a team win? All right. Well, with the Eagles. It's going to sound corny, but this is who I really believe it is. I'm not trying to be like in, uh, special here and like trying an obscure name or whatever. I think it comes down to Jalen Hurts and how he runs the offense. Let me tell you why. Looking at the last couple of games he's played, like the last like five or six games he's played, he's only thrown for over 250 yards, you know, once, right? And if I was a little, I asked you the question before if Kenzie gets up to a fast lead. You know, do you think they're they're equipped to the Eagles to come back? It's important for him not to play a sloppy game from a turnover standpoint, from a bad decision standpoint. And what I mean by bad decisions, you were alluding to before overthrows uh, or perhaps uh, incorrect uh, reads on the RPOs, right? Where he maybe should have uh, handed off to running back instead of you know taking himself or what have you. So it's it, he has to just make sure he plays within himself. But it's a big-time game. Big-time players make big-time you know, p- plays during these games. He's going to have to make some plays because you can slow down the Chiefs' offense, but you ain't going to stop them. And he's going to have to put p- points on the board. That was, And I know it's two different defenses when, I, when I'm comparing it, but he did not look overly great against uh, you know, the Niners. And nor, uh, he, you know, and nor did he look tremendous against – you know, the Giants the week before, not like, because don't forget, he, his name has been 
an MVP category. And yep. he hasn't looked like an MVP in the last couple of weeks. So for the Eagles, they need Jalen Hurts to play within himself and clean, good decision-making football. All right, let's stay, let's stay there. So you, you think Eagles win, X factor is Jalen. Yeah, he, he, he needs to like have like 315 yards, total yards, and two tutties like for them to win. All right, so this is going to sound a little crazy. I'll stick with the Eagles. For me, the X factor in this game, I'm going to boil it down to a player, but I'm going to be very generic and say it's the front five, and I'm specifically going to say Jason Kelsey. Uh, I just said how if they want to win this football game, it, it has to be via running the ball, and he's going to have to keep a clean interior Chris Jones, who's just a disruptive force. He's going to have to keep he's going to have to keep that clean. He's going to have to get to the second level of responsibilities from a run back uh running of uh, a running game schematic. He's going to have to get to the second level. He's going to have to show that athletic ability. If he's playing well and they could specifically keep number 95 out of the mix, that's the difference maker. Now, Jason that's Kelsey will never win MVP of a Super Bowl, right? Because you play center, but that's my X factor is the guy who anchors in the middle. That all five of them got to be on the same page, and that starts with him. Well, I do. I actually like that pick a lot. First of all, because it's a fellow fat boy, you know me. <laughs> lo, lo, you know, love me those fat boys. Uh, but also, who touches the ball every offensive uh, every offensive down? It is the center, center and the quarterback, right? Yep. So what you were alluding to before about how experience is imperative during Super Bowls, Jason Kelsey has experience. He does. He's going. He's going to be in charge of keeping Jalen Hurts, you know, calm, collective, making the line calls and what have you. So it's a little less off of his plate, what have you. So yeah, he. That's a fantastic. I'm shocked by you because you. I feel like you don't really you know deep to die uh, deep into the uh, trenches there. But a great, great X factor there. I, I don't often. I'm a diva position guy for sure. Um, but it's just the truth, right? Like I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to support what I've been saying this entire time. Like they have to run the football, and running the football for them is going to go through. Now, listen, I know they do RPOs it's on the edges. I could have easily said, you know, Jordan Mailata, Lane Johnson, something like that. But these guys got to be on their P's and Q's, and that is all starts based on their role and responsibilities and the way that the Eagles scheme, it starts with center starts with the first person mm-hmm. that touches the ball. And, and, and listen, I've, I've never known Jason, uh, Jason Kelsey to not have a good football game. You know what I mean? But he's going to have to be, he's going to have to be dominant in this game. He's going to have to, if, if we're hearing Chris Jones name called throughout the broadcast, not a good thing. Yeah. Not a good thing. A little bit. If you hear his name called a lot, cause you're like, Hey, we haven't called his name. Very good. Score that one for Mr. Kelsey and increases the likelihood that the Philadelphia Eagles might win this football game. Yeah, yeah. What about the Chiefs? Who's the, who's the X factor there? Oh, part of me wants to go on defense. Um, but you know what? I'm just going to go with my knee-jerk reaction. MVS, all right? All right. Maybe why it's not so – uh, maybe it's a little out of left field, but hear me out. They the the Eagles have a fantastic secondary, 
and we know you know Kelsey's going to get his. But what made, what helped the Kansas City Chiefs when they went up against the Cincinnati Bengals? MVS emerged as that second weapon. Uh, you know, and I really think it's going to be important that they can ju- not just because ha- have ha- have the Chiefs face a defense like this before, this aggressive style defense. No, Cincinnati, like I said, we, we in the last game that we uh, previewed, they more just sit back and just cover all those passing lanes, and they have some fantastic blitz packages, but uh, they don't have as many uh, pass rushers. I was going to say as the Eagles, right? Yep. So they're going to need us. Uh, the Chiefs are going to need a second weapon to emerge, and MVS is going to be important because early on in the year, people played a lot of man coverage against the Chiefs and, and it stymied them. The offense looked a little out of sorts and what have you. And what do the Eagles play? A lot of man coverage because they have the personnel to play a lot of man yep. coverage. They got those cornerbacks and those safeties. MVS is going to have to win against those boundary cornerbacks. Who frankly are, uh, who are better than him, right? So um, it's going to be important for him for him to be a reliable second target for Patrick Mahomes because it can't just be Jason Kelsey and then that's it. Uh, they need another deep threat option. Travis and, Kelsey. I know we were just talking about the Kelseys. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. It's my the medicine I'm on, bro. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, all kidding aside. They need a second option, and MVS needs to show, uh, what you know, not that he's a replacement of Tyree Kill, but why they brought him in uh, into Kansas City. I mean, dude, I love it. I, I, I and I agree, right? I mean, I, I think you can insert Kadarius Tony. Even this is Andy Reid, right? Like, watch Sky Moore go for like six for one hundred and thirty in a touchdown or two, but it has to be somebody. Can I that tell does you not have the was... last name Kelsey or can I tell you someone else also I was flirting with? I hope I don't I... Are they, if they're on the defense side of the ball, you're not allowed to speak until I speak. No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. I was literally between MVS and McKinnon, Jarrett McKinnon. Uh and let me tell you why is because the week he's a the... stud with Andy Reid. Yeah, right. But like he's a good matchup against the Eagles because the one weakness that the Eagles defense does have is a second line uh, defense. Yep. Right. So uh, Andy Reid, screen genius, right? And can use him in a multitude of ways. Um, has some juice to him. And I just feel like McKinnon's a sneaky like play, I would I think, or or a sneaky like X factor that can have a, a, a decently nice game. Dude, I don't disagree with it. I almost went with my difference maker or my X factor for the Philadelphia Eagles was going to be some combination of Kaiser white or TJ Edwards because of that matchup that it presents, right? Like for specifically for McKinnon. Right. Um, and, and I think you're going to get a heavy dose. Like, I think Isaiah Pacheco is very talented, very talented is good running back fits what they do well, but we always talk about like, the importance of this game, the importance of going with people that you trust that have experience in this offense or whatever it might be. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Jarek, Jarek McKinnon in this particular game, um, which, so it's funny because you call that out. And like, I almost wanted to call out for the Eagles. It was going to have to be on the defensive side for me, for the chiefs. I, it's on the defensive side. Um, and, and the first name that comes to mind for me is Lajarius Sneed. 
Interesting. Okay. He's he's balled all year, balled all last year too. Uh, no secret that Cincinnati seemed to have their way with Kansas City's defense a little bit more in the second half when Lejarius, along with eight other Kansas City Chiefs, uh, went down with injuries in the second half of that football game. But if Lejarius is there, I think you have the ability to take away one of two, right? And one of two is whomever you're going to line them up to, but you're going to take away Devonta Smith or you're going to take away A.J. Brown. Either way, the ability to take one of them away is is a really big deal because then that lets Spagnola dial up some things, put the pressure on Jalen Hurts to make good throws at the right time on the biggest of stages, and you kind of want to take that bet when push comes to shove. I mean, I could go so many. I think the obvious is like, hey, Frank Clark needs to get to the quarterback, right? Chris Jones needs to stuff the middle, get the – but to me um, – I envision the Kansas City's Chiefs defensive mantra is make Jalen Hurts beat us, right? And how are we going to make that more difficult? We need to take away one of his options, 1v1, right? Like, so we're playing 10 ver- 11 versus 11, 10 versus 10, 1v1. And I think Snead does that, you know? I, 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 dude, he's a hell of a football player, Jerry Snead. He's a, a stud. Um, when they keep producing these defensive back studs out out in Kansas City, but uh, that's my guy, Lejarius. Yeah. I think he's the X factor. One wrong mistake, he gets a pick. Before you know it, this guy's f- fucking Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah. The one um, matchup I am intrigued is how is that interior of that Chiefs defensive line gonna stack up against that Eagles offensive line? You saw because you saw with the. Uh, what the what the what the Eagles did to the Niners, right? Yep. They 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 literally fixated on a weak link and just kept on running at him and running at him and running at him. Chiefs, their defense is not as bad as people think. They do get they do have a gr- good pass rush. That being said, you can run on them. You can out physical them. <clears throat> can that interior offense a uh, defensive line hold up against this? physical Eagles offensive line. That is a concern. Um, you have Bolton back there, but it does uh, in, in the, in, in the, as a linebacker, yep. but he can't make plays if the defensive lineman's sitting in his lap. Nope. Right. And um, I think they'll have more. I think the Eagles will have more success if they ran it up the gut than if they ran style at the sideline. Cause Bolton can cover a lot of ground. Right. As so, can Willie Gay, yeah, the other exactly. linebacker. So I don't feel like, for me, the prudent move would not just run a lot off tackle. It'll be more of a lot of counters uh, and power and uh, and um, you know in, inside uh, RPO handoffs to just bludgeon that middle of that defensive line, where I think they will have an opportunity to have some success there and make those linebackers siphon in through all that trash to try to uh, get that ball carrier. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Right, like. The key to winning here, and this is what I was saying about how Jason Kelsey is the X factor, right? Because if he can, if he can, a center is never one on one, right? Like they're either aiding or their one on one block is at the second tier, right? It's to get to the linebackers. If he can get, if he can shed off the assisted block on Chris Jones or whomever else in some capacity, and he can get a body in front of Nick Bolton, Willie Gay. Eagles are going to have success running the ball up the middle, and I think that's the way that you 
this is still a fast defense. They might not be the best defense, but they still have speed. So getting to the outside is going to be a little bit tougher. Dude, you and I, we talk about this twice a year when we talk about the 49ers going up against Aaron Donald. And I always say this, what's the best way to defeat Aaron Donald is to run the ball at Aaron Donald, which sounds like an anomaly, but you're focusing two guys on him, right? Like it's the same thing. Uh, we're, we're talking about the same thing here, right? Up the gut. You, 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 Kelsey's assisting, and then if he can get to the second tier, because if he can't get to the second tier, guys like Gay and Bolton, dude, they're gonna fly to the football. They're gonna fly to the football, um, and they're gonna they're gonna wreak havoc. And then you know you might find yourself in that twenty-one-seven scenario that we were talking about because you know the offense is stalling, and you're gonna give up points to Mahomes. I don't care how good your defense is, you're gonna give up points like. Everybody in the world knows the ball is going to Travis Kelsey, but he'll still catch twelve passes for 140 yards and a touchdown. Like, and you know it's going to him. Like, you're gonna give it up. So, but you got to be able to keep pace. All right, Lou. That being said, who wins and who Super Bowl MVP? <coughs> Lou, to our last show. Well, let me start off like this. I told you this gives off those vibes. I kind of was dropping little breadcrumbs who I think is going to win. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're not the better team. They're just going to be the, the better coach team, I think, on Sunday. And this does give me those vibes, like I stated before, uh, with the, the Rams, the young and upcoming Rams team versus the season New England Patriots team, right? It just would fit the narrative, man. And it would fit the narrative of – Hey, <clears throat> Mahomes overcame the loss of Tyreek Hill. He's banged up the ankle. I, I can no. just, I'm just, I'm looking at my crystal ball here and I already see what the headlines are going to be. And then having to listen to the national media ad nauseum talking about is Mahomes already a top five quarterback, uh, you know, of all time. Arguably, you probably couldn't make that argument, but that's neither here nor there if he wins a second one. But, <clears throat> I just think the Kansas City Chiefs win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Want to score? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Remember, you said the over-under was 34-31. 34-31, Chiefs. Uh, MVP will be Patrick Mahomes. will have 325 yards and uh, uh, two passing touchdowns. And um, – Let's give him three passing touchdowns. It's really, really, it's really, uh, you know, cement his status in that top ten quarterback of all time list there. And yeah, that's how I think wins. Okay. Oh, MVP, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I've been saying the entire time we've been talking about the playoffs, even while my team was still in this, that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. So. Far be it for me to say, hey, they're not going to now that they're here at the grandest stage when I told you that they would be. And that they would win this. So, telling you, my my thought is the Kansas City Chiefs win this game. I think I'll I'll give you a score first. I'll say it's going to be thirty to twenty. So I'll take the under thirty to twenty. Kansas City Chiefs. And the only reason why I'm going zeros here is because I just got my numbers released from a big money box pool, and I have zeros. I have zero zero in that. Manifest that money, dude. Blue. I actually have. I've only hit boxes like two, maybe three times the entire time I've been doing boxes, right? And never the big football? one. It's always like, 
You're still talking about <laughs> Go ahead. Lou, that's the funniest thing you've said on the Word Talking Football podcast. I literally just cackled. I couldn't control myself. <laughs> that was brilliant, sir. Um, yes, we're still talking about football in those scenarios. Um, that being said, I have like seven one zero zero four four. Like these are some of the best starting numbers you could potentially have that align with like actual football scores, which means I will I won't hit anything. But I'm going 30 and 20, Kansas City Chiefs. Jarek McKinnon is your Super Bowl MVP. Oh, you lost. You lost. No, 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 no. Here it is. He will catch a touchdown and he will throw a touchdown in this game. Two touchdowns from Jarek McKinnon, your Super Bowl MVP. All right. Wow. Wow. Really? Listen, you went on a limb last time. I went in the bag on that one. Yeah. And last time you went on a limb, it was pretty damn accurate with Bucker hitting a 47 yard field goal. He hit a 45 yard field goal to the win. Only short by two yards, which is literally the story of my life. (laughs) That being said, Lou, that wraps us up. I know last week when we were doing our recap, we kind of said this week we would talk a little bit more about um, some prospects. We're going to save that for like true off season. Let's get the rest of the regular, let's get the rest of the 2022, 2023 NFL season out from under us next week. We'll return. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about what we saw from senior bowl, shrine bowl, uh, which was the most boring football game I've ever watched, by the way. That was so bad. Um, in any case, we'll talk about some some prospects that, that we're interested in, um, that we're curious to see where they go. We can maybe correlate it to even though my team doesn't pick till the third round and compensatory picks, so essentially start the fourth round. So I feel like we'll talk a little bit more about the Chargers in the early rounds as we get closer um, to, to draft day. We'll start to dive into free agency. But that wraps us up, man. In and out here, talking a little bit about the Super Bowl. Um, you heard it here. We, we both favor the Chiefs. We both have different Super Bowl MVPs and certainly different uh, score predictions. So tune in. Um, let us know your your, your thoughts, and, and certainly we'll, we'll keep our receipts as to how accurate we are. But, Lou, before we jet, where can everybody find us? You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WTFPodNFL. And Weston, hit them up with the YouTube. YouTube, we're talking football podcast, W-E apostrophe R-E, talking football podcast on TikTok as we're talking WTF pod NFL. So check us out there as well as we continue to grow. I'm going to tell Weston, what we got to do is just start posting pictures on our social media of our children and having like 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 a sad song in the back. And if you don't, all these kids need. It's just one subscriber a day to feed them type of stuff. (laughs) But we'll make like a PSA out of it or something like. Come on, guys. Lou and I are trying to quit our day jobs. This is all we want to do. Help us out. (laughs) We still got responsibilities. Lou's got one at home. I got one at home. I got another one on the way. Come on. I got two dogs. (laughs) You know, like we got we got we got mouths to feed. But uh you know, keep us happy, keep us humble. That's the way we roll here. Lou, always a pleasure. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Actually, fuck that. Oh, both teams lose. What's your super I I actually do, by the way. Um, that being said, what what's your what's your, gonna be your go to Super Bowl snack, dude? Uh well, I will make sure I take my medication in the morning for my gout. <laughs> and believe it or not, there are going to be some sliders. 
Okay. Homemade sliders. No. 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 <laughs> no. It's just that, uh, yeah. No. Will you be home for the game? Yes, I will be home. Okay. I will be as well. I was invited to the in-laws. Not going. Big surprise. <laughs> I, I enjoy watching football, not just socializing through it. But always, forever, during Super Bowl, since I started cooking. Don't be, don't be lame and say it's chip. No, it, it, it's a buffalo chicken dip that okay. I make that's homemade. Um, it's a fan favorite around the, the, the family, but uh, I'll enjoy it just myself. And what makes me feel even better is while my wife's pregnant and having these cravings. She's like loving this dip. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> just keep cooking that up. All right. For real, for real, that wraps us up. Lou, we'll be back next week and we'll start exploring what the 2023 season is going to look like for future prospects and teams alike. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll catch up with you all soon.